The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a Stream Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo, Derek and myself, Mike. Um, before I go further, check out the website, WeebyGeeks.net. Our affiliates, our partners, um, uh, and it's also friends of the show, which I think I'm about ready to add this gentleman's company's logo to that friends of the show listing, making his third appearance and is the quickest making three appearances on Weeby Geeks. We have Cisco from Bandai America. And this is, this is turning into a, we, we, we joked the first time about this being an awesome little friendship and it's actually turned into an awesome little friendship that I just may have to add Bandai as a friend of the show. It has, it's great to uh, start the Labor Day weekend with the hat trick. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're, you're one. It's being turned into a monthly thing. (laughs) Question is, product, right? Question is going to be, will Cisco be the first one to four? Possibly. And if he does, and it happens this year, I don't think anyone's going to beat four in one year. So far, the three has happened all in one year. Well, I, I'll, I'll smugly smile to myself because there, there is some stuff coming down the pike before the end of the calendar year that, that may be newsworthy. So we'll, we'll see. Still, Ooh. still in the works, but something exciting. You just By the way, I have to. Uh, I have to. Something you just you said a moment ago, Cisco, when you said, uh, "As long as you guys keep making product," you should have said, "As long as you guys keep making great product." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and tonight's going to be one of those great products we're going to talk about. Yes. I got the I got the luxury of seeing it at the at the Toy Insiders Sweet Sweet who we were partnered with them for uh, up until April. Uh, but we're, we still have great friendships with, with that gang over there. And hopefully we'll be partnered with them in the future. Um, but yeah, they were kind to invite us to, to Sweet Sweet. And I was able to take the day off so I could attend and uh, showed up and was told very, Cass told me real quick, yeah, Cisco heard you were going to be here. I'll pass you over to him, but he also wanted to make sure you saw the Star Wars Tamaguchi. I'm like, okay. She goes, so I'll put you there first, and afterwards come back here, and I'll throw you in over Cisco. 
<laughs> so that was all Cass doing. And I love Cass. Finally, yeah, she is get to see her again. Yeah. So the Star Wars Tamaguchi, we are not talking about tonight. You're going to have to come on to uh, all you listeners are going to have to come over if you're not already listening to Wookiee Radio. At the end of this month, we're going to have, um, you said it's Trish? Trish. And Trish is going to be on with us on Wookiee Radio, making her first appearance. Hopefully not her first appearance on a podcast, but if it is, she's coming on to a great podcast. She is. Um, is. But we're going to talk about the Star Wars Tamaguchi then and maybe bombard her with a lot of ideas. Are you going to warn her about how how we can be? Um, Or just let let her. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or, well, Wookiee Radio. With Wookie Radio, we have one. It's Derek and I, but we have one more host. There's okay. three of us on that show. Trish is pretty quick, so um, oh, I, it's I gonna be great. Guys. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, she's she's a lot of fun. So, um, but we're gonna talk. I know this. Y'all are you're gonna hate me for this, but I, I gotta go into dad mode a little bit. Just proves I'm feeling better. But we're gonna talk a little Gundam style. Oh boy. Sorry, I can't do the song right. But we're gonna talk Gundams. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> Derek's going. Thank you. There, there is a break, but we're gonna talk Gundam. We're not. Yes. We're not gonna talk the big. Well, we may talk the big giant one in to in, in Japan, which I haven't seen any new footage of yet. Uh-huh. But we're gonna talk about the the new Gundam products from Bandai. Um, I want to start with the the series that lights up. That yeah, was, was those were cool. Yeah, they were. Um, they're they're really neat, right? So there's um. A total of four, right? And so you have two versions of like the classic RX-78 Gundam. That's the one from like the 1978 Mobile Suit Gundam. The one that like everyone knows. It was the same one on like Ready Player One, like Gundam Gundam, right? And there's a version that has like the beam saber. And then there's a version that has like the, the plasma rifle. And then there is the red zaku version and then there's the green zaku version right and and so for your fans who might not be a hundred percent familiar with gundam like the zakus they're sort of like the stormtroopers of the gundam world yeah right they're like the heavies and they're like the cannon fodder um and they're just very iconic looking and the cool thing about these figures is that inside like the i guess the the battle chassis right like you take them apart and you put in a little led light Right. That's powered by like watch batteries and you click it on. And the, first of all, the LED is like super, super bright. Right. And there are only like a couple places where the light escapes and the light escapes on the RX 71 through the eyes, which is like a translucent plastic and through the um, the chest plates. Right. So it's this really bright yellow glow that comes out of the RX 78. And then on the Zaku, it's the the red mono eye, sort of like the Cylon Centurions from yep. Battlestar Galactica, right? But it's like super bright red that shows right through the face. Um, and they're really, really bright. And and the, with the batteries, they'll last you a good five or six days if you leave them on by accident, right? Um, and the coolest thing about them, like they're 10 bucks each. Like when you look yeah. at them, you're like, these oh, are cool. Wow. And, yeah, exactly. Every time I, I, I talk about it and I and people are like getting into it, they're like, okay, I get it. And I'm like, nine ninety nine. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. Like, if there ever was a stocking stuffer, like that's it, right? Like, everybody can get ten bucks, right? Like, you'll spend more on coffee over the course of a week, right? Uh, and obviously, this thing's gonna last a lot longer. So, um, 
Yeah, there are four, four varieties. Um, they're available for like pre-sale now and they're going to be at like your Hobby Lobby and they're going to be at, you know, major retailers and Amazon and all these things like that. Um, it's kind of like one of those like quick wins, right? Like you, you see it, you get it right away and you're like, that's cool. So that that's the, that's our luminous line, which which we're pretty happy with. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go through one of my boxes. I think my brother brought back to me from a trip to Japan. Uh, it may be a Gundam. I'm not sure, but it had like a a white shield with a either a red or blue center plate with a yellow cross. That would with the yellow cross. I I think. That's, I think that's like the RX-78. It's like Maybe. a, it's like a rectangular long shield. It's not round, right? It's, it's not like round. Shape. It's almost diamond yeah. shape. Yeah. Like, like a kite sort of. Yeah. Like an elongated kite. Yeah. That's the RX-78. I'm just not sure. So chances are that's, that may have been my first Bandai Gundam I ever got. And I need to well, bring it back out and put it on display. Well, it, it's funny because if you look at like the history of like toys in general, it really started with Gundam, right? So like, Back in like 1977, 78, right? Um, Clover, which was a subsidiary of Sunrise, which is now part of Bandai proper, right? Like they created this new genre of like kind of giant robots, right? Because during the time the anime was was going on, like the super robot genre was in full steam, but like it wasn't very realistic, like. Because these robots, they, like, grew in size, and they would do, like, things mm-hmm. that just weren't, like, physically possible in real time or space. And what, what the folks at Bandai did with, with Gundam is they took the same concept, right, and they made it, for lack of a better word, real and practical, right? And they say, what if these were actual vehicles, right? And I tell people that Gundams are not robots, right? Like, Transformers are robots, right? Gundams are fighter jets with arms and legs, mm-hmm. Right. Which means the story is about the people. It's about the pilots. It's not so much about the actual vehicles that they go into. Right. And so this sort of new genre of of mech that first started launched the toy and the toy became so popular that they made more episodes of the show and the show became more popular and it created this wonderful feedback loop that just kept growing and growing. And even today in the toy industry, it's like, does is the toy driver the show or is the show the driver of the toy right and and so it's this wonderful uh model that um exists today and and it really started back in like 1978 with mobile suit gundam so um that rx78 is you know going on 42 43 years old and it's still i think the one that i have is it's gotta be from the early 90s maybe okay from the TV show? Uh, I, from when my brother went to Japan and got it okay. for me. It was either from the 90s. It may be from the, maybe the late 90s. Okay. Because when he, or even maybe late 90s or even early 2000s. So I think he got it when he was touring. May okay. have been touring with Megadeth. If it was with Megadeth or even Flog and Molly, that would have been like 2004 or 5 through, or 2006, 2007-ish. Because one of the other things he picked up from there for me too was a Star Wars remote control. It's a three and three quarter inch R2-D2, but is remote control. Mm-hmm. So so I have have that. And I'm trying to find the others because I, I, I love the, the remote R2s or remote Astromex. But Gondom, I, I think I felt... 
fell in love with that. And I was trying at the time online to watch as much Gundam stuff as I could. Now, after, <laughs> well, after the last time, we, <laughs> yeah. after the last time we talked, I went to Netflix uh-huh. and added everything to my playlist Gundam. And I went to Funmation yeah, and added job. and added everything they had. I, I went somewhere else and added everything. So, um, Gundam got me part part of the way through my quarantine when I had COVID. I I, don't, I think that maybe this is the first time I mentioned I had COVID on the show. I believe it is. No, we talked about it last week with Adam. Did we? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Gundam got me got me through part of it. There, there's so. worse ways to get over it, right? That's oh, yeah. true. It's funny with Gundam is it can be because there's been so much of it, it can be a little intimidating. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you try to to dive into it, I think for me, I just I'll just pick one and not worry about you know where it fits in and everything, and I'll just watch it and enjoy it for what yeah, the, yeah, it is. The beauty of the show or, or or the IP, right? So in in there is almost like a Gundam multiverse, right? There's six different continuities or storylines. Mm that loosely intersects some not even at all, right? And so depending on which one you watch, like you don't necessarily have to see the other. So a perfect example, if you want like a, and I hate using the word a quick one and done, but to encapsulate something. So um, the the latest one on Netflix, Iron-Blooded Orphans, right? There's like three or four seasons. Um, and so it's a manageable bite-sized chunk, right? And it is a absolutely fantastic show. Um, and that is outside of continuity, right? It, it doesn't mention, you know, the, the Xenon Empire and all that kind of stuff. It has sort of its own little universe thing, but it's self-encapsulated, but it still uses the Gundam battle frames as a vehicle to drive the narrative forward, right? right. And, and that's the, really the, the test of a, of a good uh, story, right? Like, can the story hang on by itself? Because uh, it, it was funny. I was uh, talking with some other people about it, and... There is maybe in the show like 15, 18% like Gundam scenes and battles in space. Everything else is just the story driving forward about these people who are traveling from Mars to Earth and all the stuff that they go through. And, you know, every episode they have a kind of little space battles that are in there. But it, it's not the majority of it, right? Which really means that right. like the story can stand on its own, right? And it's not just one fight after the other waiting for the next line of dialogue, right? And I, and I think that's a testament to how Gundam has endured for over 40 years because the the creators and the people who are writing the episodes, they realize that it's a people story, right? You get really involved with the characters and you want to gonna see what do they do? How do they interact? How do they grow, right? right. And then you know, just when you might get a little bit tired of the narrative moving forward, then they're gonna, you know, cut to outer space, and then you see some really cool action scenes. So it's it's a it's always a mix when you're when you're creating uh, content like that. But but Gundam has been clicking on all cylinders for you know almost fifty years now. Well, the what I watched is I watched stuff that would have taken place around the time that I would have been truly exposed to it, uh, which is around my senior year of high school through early years of college. So I, I watched uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Charge Counterattack movie, uh-huh. which I yeah. love. I love that movie. Uh, and then the Mobile Suit SD Gundam, uh, the five movies, uh, the OVA nine episodes and the compilation okay. eight episode series. So, yeah, all that in two and a half days. 
with a little mash in between. <laughs> Can't go wrong with mash. Um, so, so that that's that's where I want. Go ahead, Derek. Sorry. Oh, I was saying my personal favorite has always been um, Gundam Wing. Yeah. Wing series. That's from the nineties. That's when it was on like Fox and like yeah. 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 The yeah, that's the one that that's actually the most popular in the U.S. Right. Mm-hmm. If you look at Gundam overall as like a global franchise, right? We're not talking just the U.S. but the whole world, like the the, the planet, right? Um, I was looking at a report that basically it's like the thirteenth biggest media thing that exists right like it's bigger than star wars it's bigger than marvel it's bigger than disney right like it's this huge huge behemoth on a global scale that we are just starting to get into in the western market right um and you know the the story over the last five or six years here in the u.s is that anime is just taking off right people are seeing it more than ever you know the Netflix and the Hulus and the Amazon Primes of the world, they have their own anime section, right? And Gundam is anime, right? And it's a special yep. breed and a special genre within the anime, I guess, super genre, if you're going to call it that, um, that um, people are really starting to take hold. And there's going to be like a live action Netflix movie that's in production. And what's really exciting in, I think, two years, so probably looking at between 23 and, and 2024, there's going to be a theatrical live action Gundam theatrical release. Like imagine like Transformers mixed with Pacific Rim. Like it's it's gonna be a huge, huge thing. Um and at Bandai we're getting ready for it, right? So so my job is to start releasing these figures so that people are used to what these things look like and a little bit of like here's what the difference between Gundam and all the other like robot genre things are. Um such that in a year and a half, two years, when the movie comes out and everyone's going to hear about it. Like there are going to be like Taco Bell commercials and like, you know, salty snack part, like the whole nine yards. Right. So it's going to be a thing. Um, and so because I remember growing up on Gundam, the, the chance or the opportunity to work on the stuff that I liked as a kid, like that's kind of hard to beat. Now, this, this is the one that's being written. The live action that's coming to the theaters is the one being written by Brian K. Vaughn, right? Yep, or, or is that the Netflix one? Are they uh, one in the same? It's sort of one in the same, and and they're still in pre-production, and so you know, in terms of like the producer and the directors, like all that stuff is is in flux. But the the core team that's working on the live action version episodic on Netflix, as well as the you know feature length theatrical film, they're all that same core group of people. Okay, I'm excited. Live action. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for a live action Gundam. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. awesome. Yeah. So because if, if, if you think if you think about it, right, like I was trying to imagine and, and granted, like this is just me. I'm not the director. But in, in my heart of hearts, what I'm hoping for is and I mentioned it was a cross between Pacific Rim and Transformers. Right now, the the Jaegers in Pacific Rim, they're very similar to Gundam frames. Right. You have pilots that are there, but the Jaegers were very slow. Right. Because are these giant hulking you know, vehicles that were like fighting these monsters from, from right. the depths of sea, right? Now, imagine that dynamic where it's about the pilots in this suit, but then you layer on top of that the speed and dexterity of which like in the Transformers theatrical films, combine that together, right? That, that's sort of what we're looking at, right? It's something quick and nimble with pilots in it, right? So all the right... Mm-hmm 
factors are coming together in at one time and people are going to get it right it, you don't have to introduce people to the idea of people piloting these giant robot looking machines right so you got to check that box off like we get it already it's just about what am i going to see and what's going to be that compelling story right which which really is and depending on there's so many storylines to choose from um what, whatever the guys at like sunrise and legendary is going to be distributing the movie um and, and lord knows they know how to make a big budget movie so um, stay tuned for more on that. I, I'm hoping when I heard the announcement back in April, I, I'm hoping he does a, a little bit of a mashup of a couple different storylines that can be pulled together easily to mash up easily to make a, a great film, sort of like what Zack Snyder was trying to do with justice league. Mm-hmm. But I think with, Brian K. Vaughn, I think he can pull it off with Gundam if he picks one or two highlights from different storylines to create a yeah. Act One, Act Two, Act Three type yeah. setup. Actually, uh, I was looking at it, I was looking at my computer screen. It's uh, Jordan Roberts. He's going to be the the helm director. Right, Vaughn's writing it and will be executive producer. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, Kong Skull Island, right? And and yeah, and, uh, oh. and Jordan, like he's a Gundam fan. Like they. Uh, there was this um, online Gundam press conference and they sort of threw to him and he was talking a little bit about it. And while the camera was on him, like he pulled out one of the Gundam model kits that he had as a kid. Right. So like he, he understands the property and he understands why folks like it. Right. And so it's really, really encouraging to see um, a fan, right. Working on the very thing that he grew up with. And he has the resources and the, the the competence and the capability to make something really cool with a fantastic body. I need to go over to the Japanese pavil- or the Japan Pavilion at Epcot and pick uh-huh. up a Gundam there. Pick up a Gundam model kit there because I believe they do sell them in the Mitsukoshi shop. I would imagine they do. I wouldn't see why they wouldn't. I mean, I haven't been to Epcot in like years, but that makes perfect sense. So I will, I will have to buy my first Japanese model kit on my own. <laughs> soon but um the ones that light up 10 bucks mm-hmm. i remember seeing them i remember you guys dimming the lights in the room yeah and the camera almost w- went to overexposure mo- mode from that <laughs> led it's like yeah, wow it was really bright the the lens flare kind of messed up the picture for a little bit but the, it's it's really bright right so, and and basically the whole point is that like it looks cool right so so these little you know and they're basically like four inches high right and like their arms move a little bit. So they're really like, they're not really action figures, right? They're more like little statuettes, right? And, and that's what they're designed to be. And they light up, right? So, th- so that's what they're there for, right? Like they don't have a whole lot of articulation, but they're hyper detailed and they're nice and chunky feeling in your hand yep. and they light up. So that, that's sort of, you know, kind of a, what you see is what you get. Now that's not the only Gundam series that you had. No. Yes. We also have, um, Something that's really cool. It's it's a um, there are five Gundam frames in this first wave, and the the line is called Gundam Infinity, and, and there's a little bit of a kind of a backstory on it, right? So, so there is a Gundam mobile game that's out right now, right? And it's been out for a couple years, and it's Mobile Breaker uh, Gunpla Battle, and we we've kind of tweaked the name around over the last uh, year and a half or so. But basically, what the the premise of this game is, and it's kind of meta, where in this mobile game, you get to create your own Gundam suits from all the Gundams in history across the Gundam universe, 
and you get to battle each other, right? Outside of continuity. So you don't have to worry about if something is canon or not. You can have like the RX-78 from Mobile Suit Gundam fighting the Barbatos frame from Iron-Blooded Orphans that's on Netflix, right? Two different universes, you can fight them and battle in the game, which is cool by itself. But what's also cool in, in this little mobile game is that you can swap out parts. You can have like the legs of one Gundam fit onto the body of another, um, and you can sort of build your own kit, right? In terms of, I want the speed of the wing Gundam, and I want the stealth capabilities of like the unicorn Gundam or whatever it might be, right? And you sort of create your own thing and that makes the game really compelling, right? So in this Gundam Infinity line, it's kind of the same thing. So these are physical figures and they're about four and a half, almost five inches high. They have like 14 different points of articulation. So pretty good. The arms, yeah. wrists, like the ankles are going to move. And what's cool about them is every part is interchangeable with every other part. So the, the five Gundam frames in this first wave for the Infinity line, you're going to have the RX-78 from Mobile Suit Gundam, right? You're going to have the Barbatos frame from Iron-Blooded Orphans. You're going to have the red Astray frame. Now, that's kind of going deep into the Gundam lore, right? That's going into, like, Gundam Seed, right? Which is yeah. has, a, has a, a strong following, but it's a little bit more niche, right? And the red Astray frame, in the storyline, there were only five of the Astrays made. And you can only tell them apart by their colors, right? So this just happens to be the red Astray. So we're kind of going deep into the mythos, right? And then we have the Wing Gundam, right? Which is one of the most popular ones. And then we have the Artemis Gundam frame. Now, the Artemis Gundam frame was an original Gundam created specifically for that mobile breaker game, right? So nowhere else can you get it, right? But you can have this physical representation of what's in the game. I mean, there's Gumbel kits and stuff like that. But, like, the whole point is that we are bringing a video game to life with five of the most iconic frames across history, right? And so you can switch them out. You can have the head of the RX-78 fitting on the Barbatos body with the legs of the Astray and with the weapons and the solar panels of the, um, of the Artemis frame, right? Um, right? And so that's just the first wave, right? We're already planning on another one, which means as more are added, you can still swap out all the different arms and legs and, and, and body uh, parts um, for basically, you know, I mean, do the math, all the iterations and permutations. There's lots of things you can do because when you think of what the pattern is or people enjoying Gundam, right? It's like you don't just build a kit and then stick it in your dresser, right? You want to display it. You want to show it off. You're going to take pictures. You're going to show your friends. Here's what I did with mine, right? And this is no different, right? So granted, these aren't model kits, right? They're action figures, but you can customize them, right? And we're encouraging people to show us what they can do with theirs, Right. And all of this, and I even got to finish the price, twelve ninety nine. So just two bucks more uh, and you get all this uh, stuff. Right. Like and they're and they're really, really detailed. Um, I know we just have listeners here, but um, there's there's enough YouTube videos out there where I'm, I'm showing the stuff where you can actually like see the detail. And I actually hold up an actual gunpla model of the Barbatos frame right next to the Barbatos of the Infinity line. Um, and yes, the gunpla model is going to be more detailed. But side by side, they look really, really similar, right? Because at Bandai, you know, um, one of the things that everyone at work teases me about, because I keep saying the same phrase over and over again, is we do spot on interpretations from the anime to the figure, right? And it's really important that we do a good job because, you know, 
fans are very sensitive about their the properties that they love and and if they sniff out that we're trying to cut corners or, or do something like we're going to hear about it so um we took a lot of time to put out these figures to make sure that they're detailed just right they're to scale um you know they're not like warped it's not the head is oversized for the body so there's a lot of things that we really look into um, and these will also be available actually for pre-sale right now. And they're going to be in stores in the next couple weeks. Sweet. Awesome. Very sweet. Can't wait. And when you're talking about the game, uh, I don't know if you caught it earlier, but I do have it. Oh, do you? Yep. Showing it right. Uh, I don't know if you can see it from the glare. I'm going to have to try it. I, lo- I love it. I-, I play it at least a couple times a week. Uh, Good for you. <laughs> so yeah, I enjoy it. So it, it's cool that w- with Infinity, I could the one that you were talking about that's in the game, I could actually get because I actually I'm working towards that one in the game because I really love the look of that one. Oh, the artist, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. I, I I really really like it. So um, I gotta tell you, ten dollar LED figures, twelve dollar swappable interchangeable figures. Looks like I'm going to have to start a new collection. Yeah. And and the, and the great thing about it is there are so many different types of Gundam frames out there. There's no shortage of, of new ones to put out, right? Like um, the, the fact that we went really deep with the red Astray frame means that we're not afraid to go really, really deep into, you know, Gundam lore. And if that means that there's a Gundam that looks cool, that maybe – was just a guest appearance and had maybe like one or two appearances in a season. But, you know, kind of like Boba Fett, right? Like how much time did Boba Fett spend in the original, you know, Return of the Jedi? Like four minutes? Yeah. He has his own show now, right? So we're very aware of what works from a figure point of view and, and visually what captures the imagination of people. Um, and so, you know, when I'm in these meetings with the, with our guys in Japan who are trying to figure out, like, what the next one is going to be, that's one of the things that we look at, right? One is, like, are people going to recognize it, which means is it popular enough so people obviously, you know, we want to sell them. Um, but then also, does it look cool enough that it more than compensates for – I'm not sure what this is from, right? Because our hope is that if people discover, oh, where's this one from – they may want to check out the episode or like I've never seen the Netflix Iron Blooded Orphans. Right. You know, oh, there's only like three and a half, four seasons. Like I can knock that out in a month. Right. And and then once you get into that, then then you're hooked. Right. Because they're, they're really it really is great storytelling. Right. I mean, I remember as a, as a kid watching it, thinking this is so different than any other cartoon show, for lack of a better word, that I used to watch because it didn't I felt that it didn't pander to me. Right. Like these were <clears throat> deep storylines that had consequences, like people died. Right. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, like someone, they're not coming back next episode. Like they're gone forever. And and so it was a really engaging storyline and it made me care about the characters. Right. And like what's going to happen in the next episode. Right. And when you have that kind of emotional attachment to something that's going to stick with you. I think that's the power of anime. Right. Whether you're a Dragon Ball fan or Naruto or or Bleach, or One Piece, whatever it is, it's this long-form content that people had discovered at just the right time in their personal history at the same time when the, the property just started taking off. And the fact of you can find anime anywhere now, <clears throat> it is so easy just to get lost in all this content. Um, it is it, My dad was in the military. This is what he calls a target-rich environment to rediscover some fantastic shows that have already been around, right? It's not like they're making new ones. 
We are, but there's years and years and, and hundreds of hours of content that has already been created for people to discover again for the very first time. Yeah. Or rediscover again exactly. for the first time in forever. And I think one of the cool things about Gundam is they're all, all of the Gundams are so cool looking that even if you don't know particularly which one it's from, you could still fall in love with the suit. Yeah. Yeah. Very easily. Um, so you said both of these come out within the next couple of weeks. Uh-huh. I know it's been talked about recently uh, about supply chain uh, <laughs> in the short. How are you guys? Was this something that y'all were able to circumvent some of that by having the, the strategy of, of producing this a little earlier that way and in hopes to know that? It's going to get bogged down, and it may take until September for us to mm-hmm. get them to the stores. What uh, was that? A I mean, I would love to say that we saw this happening like three or four years ago, right? <clears throat> and no one saw it happening, right? Every toy maker, manufacturer, distributor is in is literally in the same boat, which is still in the ocean because right. they can't find port because of whatever reason. Like that's it's, right. it's a universal thing. However. Around this time last year, we kind of knew stuff was happening, right? Like, it's almost like traffic. Once you kind of see a little something's happening, you're like, it's only a matter of time before it grows, right? And part of what we wanted to do is we wanted to make sure that we weren't going to get painted into a corner, right? And so when we started talking to retailers about this, we tried to be as early as possible and tried to get their commitments of how many units are you going to take, you know, target and how many units are you going to take Amazon and and Hobby Lobby and all these things like that. And so we tried to get out ahead of it as much as possible to put in our orders into the factory as early as possible so they could ship out as much as possible. Right. And, and we've sort of been in that mode almost for a year now. Right. And we just sort of have to wait and, and hope the supply chain, actually not hope, we know it will deliver. Right. I mean that it's, it's a, Logistic in the supply chain is a living, breathing system that is infinitely right. flexible. It just takes time for it to catch up, right? Like a year ago, like you go into a grocery store and the only thing you see on the shelves is like orange marmalade, right? That was like the only thing on the shelves, right? But now there's plenty of everything for anyone, right? Because the supply chain is infinitely responsive. It's just, it takes time for things to catch up. And so in the case of, you know, a Bandai product, you know, we, we would like to think that we were had enough foresight to see, like, let's order heavy because we know eventually um, we will ship it out to the retailers, right? It really is how much room do we have in our garage, for lack of a better word, and are we prepared to commit to the costs to store everything longer than we would normally like to? But the alternative is we have nothing to sell, right? So that, that sort of became like a no-brainer, like, yes, we will we'll, – We'll make the commitment. We'll store it longer than we would like to, but we know that we have it, and that helps strengthen our relationship with the retailers because they know that if they commit to something, we have to commit to them, and we're not going to let them down. So in in many ways, there was a little future telling just only by seeing what the patterns were starting to present to know – this is yeah, this is what I mean, we're going to have to, you know, if, if we want to get certain things out, we, we got to jump a little sooner to do it. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, everyone's thinking like that, right? Like, and, and that's part of the marketing process, right? That's like, how are we going to distribute our stuff? And, and, it, and it follows the same thinking of, hey, this anime thing, is it going to is it going to be big? Right. Like we knew it was going to be big two years ago. 
right? We knew that when Netflix started creating their own original anime based off of licensed properties, we knew that it was not just a niche thing anymore, right? We knew once we saw the Taco Bell commercial that was anime and in the Olympics, we saw like every team had its own anime thing. Like it's mainstream now. And we knew this was happening already, which means that we have the relative luxury of committing two or three years ahead of time for figures of fantastic properties that we know season five of this anime is going to come out in two years. In which case then we can plan to have those figures also out in two years, right? Because we know the genre isn't going to slow down anytime soon. And if it did, there would still be enough of a mass, a critical mass of people who are watching this stuff that there's going to be an audience to want to collect stuff, right? Because when when you look at why people buy Gundam, right? Why do people buy action figures? Why do they buy anything that's related to any kind of franchise or property or movie or TV show? It, It really is about you. Right? Like <clears throat> the fact that like Derek, you're displaying a Targaryen banner in your background. That says more about you than it says about the show, right? I have a certain Gundam frame on my desk. I could have any other Gundam frame, but for whatever reason I have the Barbatos. That says more about me than it does about Gundam, right? Which means I have some kind of relationship with that specific property that spoke to me. That like I love that show more than the other ones. They're fantastic, but I chose and I work at Bandai, I chose to have that one on my desk, right? And so I think when people are looking in the store and they see that's a cool looking figure, that's just the first step. Then they go through an emotional thought process that I think does not exist with other kind of toys that are out there, right? Like, again, it all starts with the story. And if you have a strong story, people are gonna get attached to it and they're going to want to bring home a piece of that story to remind them and to broadcast out to the world, here's who I am, right? Like you can't wear the same t-shirt every day saying I love Gundam, right? But if you're at work or on your car or whatever it might be and you have it in there, you're you're it's a little calling card, right? It's like everyone wearing a red hat outside, part of your community. And if you see someone wearing a red hat and you know what that red hat means, you're like, hey, I know that, right? And I, I think that's the power of anime in general. And Gundam is is such a community within that subcategory. Um I, I think it's it's going to be much bigger than anyone thinks it's going to be. I, I think I, I, it's a, it's a thing because it's already a thing in Japan, right? And yeah. obviously, people are really adopting you know Japanese storytelling and the art style, and it's taken the U.S. by storm. So all the data and evidence and even conjecture points to it's going to be big, right? There's no reason to think it's not. Right. Well, I mean, with anime and the Japanese style, I mean, look what Lucasfilm is doing with Star That's Wars right. Legends. <laughs> and, exactly. And I think we talked about this briefly at, at Sweet Sweet. Uh, I posed the question, is, is this something that Bandai can slice, slice into with the vision, <laughs> vision characters? And, and I, I got a, a great response. I mean, I was joking, but I was being serious as well because, you know, for me, if we're going to get any figures of the Vision series, I want it to come from Bandai, not Hasbro, mm-hmm. because Bandai is the one who knows how to do anime right in the various styles. Right. Nothing against Hasbro, but it's not Hasbro's niche. I mean, it, it was Bandai who originally had Power Rangers, not Hasbro. Right. And I mean, and Hasbro's doing a good job now, but I mean, looking at them recreate some of the early Bandai figures, it's it's fun watching. And uh, 
I was like, no. So I, <laughs> I, I was hoping. I, I got my hopes crushed hard, but it's okay. <laughs> but <laughs> hope means that it is not a hundred percent impossible, right? And I'm not, I'm not like just teasing or like maybe one way we will, one we don't. But, um, and this is sort of foreshadowing on on your uh, Wookie Talk pad, podcast, like for the Tamagotchi partnering with Star Wars, like a year ago, we probably wouldn't have considered it. Right. Or we would be like, yeah, there's, they're, they're going to do their own thing. Right. But, um, and a little bit of background about this, and this is a little bit off topic, but Lucasfilm approached us saying, we know this Tamagotchi thing is great. And we think it would be fantastic if we could do like an R2 version. Right. So it's not like you can ha- like you will never have two rivals. Right. And I don't mean rivals in a bad way. Right. I mean, rivals like, we push each other to do better, right? They're worthy rivals and, and we're warriors on the battlefield and we're not going to kill each other, right? But we want to test each other and make each other better, right? I mean, in, in classic anime, rival is is a compliment, right? And Hasbro yeah. does a fantastic job at what they do. And so does Lucasfilm. So the fact that Lucasfilm came to us and, and we have these rivals coming together to partner on something, I couldn't think of two things further apart than Bandai and Lucasfilm a year ago, but yet we're having this wonderful collaboration with Disney, right? So yes, it can be done. Is it going to make its way into Vision and other action figures? Like, I don't know. It, it really depends on if it's the right property done in such a way where it is important to be authentic to the source material, right? I love Funko, right? And they have their great Funko pop dolls in their front, but they're all the same. And, and that's their bread and butter. That's what they do. You don't get a Funko Pop doll because it is a spot on interpretation from the anime. Like, no, but you recognize that's what it is. Yeah, like, yeah. It works for them, right? And they're the best ones to do that, right? What's our skill set at Bandai, right? Our skill set is they look just like the anime, right? And the articulation, the level of detail, all of these things like that. So it really is the appetite of the person who owns the license, and if they really want to be able to reach out to that fan, it's going to appreciate it because if they own the brand and we are just the licensor <clears throat> or the licensee, it's in their best interest to make the best looking figure available to grow their brand. That's why I, I say, and I, I still put it out there in the universe. Well, if there, I keep talking. Stranger things have happened. If, if there's going to be figures based around Star Wars visions, personally, yes. and someone, this, someone will make them. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, Foolish to think that someone won't. I I mm. honestly feel it needs to, my opinion, my honest opinion, and it's not, and again, like I said, it's not a slam against Hasbro. It's take it to the people who do anime figures best. And that's Bandai. Um, I don't know if I would, <laughs> I, I would, I don't know if I would have said that prior to meeting you when we talked about the one piece figures, uh-huh. uh, that was what back in April, April, May. <laughs> and, and then of course, you know, we said, we're going to go get them. I, I looked, my store never had them. I, I emailed cast. I'm like, I can't find them anywhere. They're not even on the target's website. I, I can't help anymore beyond this. Rocky. <laughs> My golden retriever apparently is getting in trouble. Uh oh. <laughs> this is entertaining. We have we adopted Derek. You know this. Uh, we adopted a uh, golden retriever uh-huh. or rescued a golden retriever. Adopted him from a res- golden retriever rescue uh, yep. back in February, and um, he has a thing for TV remotes. 
I you I've had two friends that also have golden retrievers that they chew up remote controls. I don't my dog I have I have Beagle, right? Beagle Basset Hound mix. Doesn't chew any kind of plastic at all. So but there there's got to be something there. Well, our other dog our other dog is a we're told Beagle mix, but she's more of a hound mix than I mean she's got Beagle in her. Uh, but we think the dominant is either training walker or a foxhound dominant. But there is beagle in her. Okay, I'm being, I'm standing corrected. Hey, I, I had the Rona. My, I had the Rona. My, my mind shot. Take a lime and get over it. <laughs> um, uh, her mark, her mark, her one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try a couple more days or two. I, I don't think it's gonna work anymore. Um, but no, Faith from my wife is showing markings of a train walker hound or a fox hound or train walker coon hound. Okay. Or an American fox hound. I can by a lot, of, that. a lot of people will look at her and go, "Oh, she, she, that's a pretty beagle." And then I show them a picture of her standing like, "That's not yeah, a beagle," because she's yeah. got like 18 inch legs. Yeah, they're long legs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, One Piece, love. I mean, I'm going to pick my wife on this. They came in. She goes, do you really need those? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> she goes, hey, how much do they cost do us? Do you like, really Nothing. need to ask that? <laughs> there it goes. Did you really need to ask that? <laughs> the, one, the One Piece figures, anime figures that haven't gotten displayed yet. They're for medicinal purposes. <laughs> Cisco, the from Bandai says they're for medicinal purposes. Yes, maybe in the future. <laughs> they're good. They're good for the spirit. He said they're they're good for the spirit. Okay. okay. I don't know if y'all heard that or not. She said I could buy that because no. you're you're a child at heart. You, you have a child spirit at heart, and it, and it's yeah. and, and, it, and to paraphrase, the family calls me Peter Pan. Because there are times okay. I refuse to grow up. So, well, Bandai, right? Our mission statement is: we create dreams, fun, and inspiration, and none of those have a price tag. Right? I agree. It's, I it agree. is an abstract, right? So that's that's what we do. Well, I will. I, I will say. Uh, I mean, I I really do love to look at the One Piece figures, uh, yeah. and I and I do I. And of the three that y'all have out between One Piece and uh, and Saint and Naruto, uh-huh. I mean, yeah, I I would love to get. I I'll probably get a Naruto figure just because, you know, from the current anime, he's one of the biggest. And I remember, I want to say I remember seeing him on Cartoon Network mm-hmm. uh, on the on the weekend Adult Swim stuff. But you know, and I see I see character elements from the Japanese Pavilion. Or the Japan Pavilion all the time, you know, people buying Naruto stuff and Pokemon stuff. So to, just to have the icon of an, you know, the big icon of current anime, yeah. But of the three pieces, I I think I do love the the One Piece style more because that that's closer to the anime I had as a kid. Mm-hmm. Styling wise, when you look at like Speed Racer in the early. Um, Gachiman and you know, it's it's yeah. almost that similar you know, there would be some scenes where they cut to the very cheesy corny anime style you know yeah. animated stylish look and with One Piece you know this is kind of childish silly feel because of the look of the characters and, and that's what I love and, and I have definitely I think that's what I liked about uh, Yu-Gi-Oh and a lot too, and One Piece. the The styling of One Piece reminds me a little bit of Yu Gi Oh as well. 
So One Piece is definitely my favorite, and I can't wait to see more characters. Uh, we got two more coming in a few weeks, so we'll see. <sighs> <laughs> anyway, there's more. <laughs> um, nice. I just won't tell the wife. Um, <laughs> Gundam, what, I guess let's continue on. Right now, I mean, there's some sets out now that uh, are not the Infinity or the uh, the light-up sets, which I, I apologize for not remembering the name of the light-up sets. Uh, Luminous Line. Luminous Line. There we go. Yep. Um, what What's the stuff out there now? Because I've seen some where uh, they're going for like... Nineteen ninety nine, twenty four ninety nine, something like that at Target. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the. Um, you're not talking the model kits. You're talking about the, an actual figure pre-assembled, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the Gundam universe, right? And and the Gundam universe line is like twenty four ninety nine, six and a half inch action figures, like twenty three points of articulation, like really, really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and they're actually doing quite well now. They look fantastic. Yes, they do. Uh, yeah, they're, I know they're at Target and they're at Walmart, uh, obviously Amazon, and and uh, it, it's it's sort of like that middle ground between the action mm-hmm. figure and then really getting to the hyper detail of like the model kits, right? And then obviously the model kits you can go from like fourteen bucks that you can put together in, in a few hours up to your like super mega grade that will cost you like three hundred plus and it'll take you like you know one hundred and twenty hours to put together. So you know, it, it really is about how can we create and provide the right amount of Gundam fandom to feed that fan, right? And depending on, on the type of fan, some folks, they're going to want every kind of variety of the RX-78. They're going to buy the perfect grade model kit, the high grade model kit, the mega grade model kit. They're going to buy the Luminous. They're going to buy the Infinity, right? All versions right, right. of that here, which we'll, we will see, right? So it really is how to uh, give the best expression of the brand that will fit that customer's tastes right. and overall demand. And, and that makes sense because uh, like Derek's a big Transformers fan and I'm assuming Derek, you have a Transformer. You have one that really represents you the most that you try and get every version of that. Oh yeah. Um, and of course, we're the same way with Star Wars as well. For me, Chewbacca, I'm a big Chewbacca fan. So I try and get, and R2-D2 and Astromech. So I try and get the various droids and, mm-hmm. and Chewies. And then because of Wookiee Radio, I try and collect the other Wookiees as I see as I see them come out. Um, Gundam, I may, I think for me, it's, I, I believe I have the RA uh, shell. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of these days... I'm going to have to go out, try and find the box that it's in, pull it out, take a picture of it, send it to cast forward to you because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have your email. Um, and then I just need to get it back on display again. Um, I had it on display for a while uh, and, and it was a favorite piece, but I pulled it down because I went, my display went a totally different direction and just got disorganized. And I'm looking at my stuff now and well, hair more organized it's still disorganized and not the way i want um because like with my one piece i know um with the one piece figures my goal is i'm gonna have the boxes off to the side to give that chapter book look that you talked about uh in the mm-hmm. past but yeah. next to it i'm gonna take a piece of cardstock 
and print off the like the ship, one piece of ship or uh, yeah, uh, going Mary, yeah, yeah, and had the figures standing in front of that, so they're in scene to some extent. That's cool. Uh, and I'm going to be doing that with some of my uh, some some of my Star Wars stuff as well. So I I am trying to reorganize and and make my collection look what I wanted this play look more appealing instead of just okay I'm putting this up here just because I could put it up here right so so yeah I'm working on that and uh, so Gundam I I'll do the same thing I may go out and buy a bunch of Lego truss pieces and build the truss work to hold a, a Gundam and build the Gundam docking stations yeah out of Legos to I go with it put them somewhere right yeah. Yep. So Lego's got some great looking truss pieces and build them up high. Yeah, you know, they can look just right for almost you know, the the towers that the Gundams are stored in. Mm-hmm. Especially when we look at the live action one or the actual real one in Japan. Oh yeah, yeah, the, so the life size one. Yeah. So Gundam universe. I've seen some. I saw the I saw the RA there. I thought it was cool, and then I saw. I want to say it was called the it was the nurse. I could be wrong. I thought it was this doesn't sound familiar, but I was, well, I tried to go to y'all's website and for some reason I can't pull up y'all's website. I don't know if it's on my, it may be on my end for whatever reason. No, it says I'm the sure. site can be reached. <laughs> huh. uh, interesting. Okay. Good to know. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> well, it, it very well. I mean, like I said, it very well could be me. I'm clear my browsing data. Just want to get into situations like this. It's because I've been surfing too much. Oh, no, I can't get to it either. Oh, okay. So it's not me. Now I can get into the, the hobby site, but, but okay. I can't, I can't get I, into Bandai. I will send out a couple of messages. Good to know. Because now I can't look up the, okay. You said Gundam universe figures. Um, there we go. So what was I looking at? There's, okay. These are the new ones. It's the old ones. Because I'm looking at uh, Tamashi Nations, or no, Lunar Toy Store. And they're showing for pre-order coming in November, Heavy Arms, uh, the Triple X G-01H Heavy Arms, GN-001 Exia. Uh-huh. The Exia frame, yep. Uh, ZGMF X-10A Freedom, which I like. To, I really like the look of this Freedom. Freedom is pretty cool. Uh, and then uh, the Spirits. R- RX93N, which is, they say is in stock now. But this, okay. But I know, seeing this Freedom, Freedom's definitely got my interest. I like it. Of course, these aren't out yet, according to according to this site, uh, Lunar Toy Store. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to check Amazon. What was the ones that I saw? Okay, the RX78, I know I saw it. Oh, it was uh, Charles Zaku. Charles Zaku, yeah. Yeah, Zaku, I really liked because uh, that goes back to uh, the movie I watched. Mm-hmm. I like, yeah, wait, I saw that one, I, and I really, lo- and that one kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, the Ultramarines from uh, Warhammer 40k. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that's probably very, where they got the idea. Look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the one that I thought was the nurse is uh, Talgi or Talgis. Okay. For some reason, uh, I was thinking that was that was a, a nurse. I don't know why, but I, I would blame COVID, but it, that was pre-COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I can't. I can't wait to see uh, Freedom come out. Yeah, I think it's coming out. Uh, I have to double check my my list, but I know it's one of the ones that we know that's out there. It's actually the our Bluefin sister company. Is the one that puts out the Gundam Universe stuff, but we work closely with them all the time. 
according to Amazon, they say November 30th. Uh, Lunar, okay. to- Lunar Toy was saying uh, November 21st, I think. Okay. So it's going to be no- November-ish. But yeah, Freedom's definitely got my uh, got my attention. And if I go to Target and see Char's or see Zaku 2, I may have to pick up Zaku 2. That's a nice thing. Bandai's got a bunch of great stuff out there that people don't realize is Bandai. Mm-hmm. And and it's great. Uh-huh. Um, now I I gotta I gotta say you know with Disney we have these things called magical moments you know where you know something happens with a cast member and a guest and it creates this magical moment. I, I gotta say you had a great magical moment with that one kid at Sweet Sweet who was a big Naruto fan. Oh, okay. I think I, I know. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I think, and I apologize for jumping in and going. Well, you need to check out the One Piece stuff too. Yeah, he's, but, uh, but I wanted, I, I wanted to help pitch One Piece. I, I, I love the One Piece stuff. So, but no, that was that was such a cool moment with that kid. I was like, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, his name is uh, Ethan, I think. I, I spoke yeah. with him this week. He Did you? Did a little uh, show? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Very cool. Yeah. He, Derek, this kid was great. Uh, yeah. He he knew everything. Uh, between, uh, not only was it Naruto, but it was also Dragon Ball Z, right? No, it was, you, you, it was Ethan, the Dragon Ball Z, wasn't it? He's like a 10 year old, I think, eight or nine years old. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great kid. Great look. You know, seemed like a very well mannered kid. But hmm. man, kids got a future. Uh, I, I watched, <laughs> I want to say he has a YouTube channel. I'm trying to remember if he has a YouTube channel or a blog. Um, I think it's a YouTube channel. I think I've cut, I happen to catch one or two videos and mm-hmm. kids good. Now we, we've been podcasting for a while. I've been podcasting almost nine years and man, this kid's almost putting me to shame. <laughs> it's great. I, I love seeing the future of, of content creating. Um, have y'all decided or ever thought about doing a Bandai podcast direct to help no support, you know, Gundam, Digimon. We, we, we talk about it from time to time. Um, you know, it, it's just a matter of, do we, do we have enough to say, right? Are, are we saying things that aren't already being said by our fans and influencers? Right. So, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's worth warning a, a second look. I have to sort of check what people are saying out there. And, and if we can, add a little flavor to whatever it is, then, you know, we might, you know, poke around and then see if it's something we can, we can do. I mean, the, the hard part is once you start it, you have to keep maintaining it. Right. You right. guys know that. You just yeah, oh, yeah. One, yeah. That's great. And then we manage to do obscurity. So once, once we jump in that pool, we're going to be treading water for a while. So, um, I mean, we have to do some things in terms of, getting stuff out there. I, I think it's cool. I mean, even if it was something like other companies do where it's y'all's take on product reveals. Mm-hmm. Of, hey, we just announced this at this show or to this site. Here, here are our samples or whatever, or here's what's coming to the stores around this time. Here's your first look. I, yeah. I think that would be cool. And, and, and to use whatever the Japanese phrases for first look, because I, I, th- I kind of like that idea of first look, mm-hmm. whatever the Japanese phrases for first look is, I think what y'all should call the show. I, I think that that'd be a cool idea. <laughs> that'd be interesting. Cause I will definitely say Bandai has definitely jumped up on, on my list of, of products I go looking for when I'm at the store. It's like, where's the Bandai stuff? Mm-hmm. 
no matter what. Um, but I, I do want to ask, I saw, I, I'm on y'all's Instagram and I remember seeing this a little while ago. What are these dim cards? Oh, you're, you're talking about like our, our premium Bandai site, right? Uh, I think so. No, it's the Bandai America site, Instagram. Oh, okay. So our, our Instagram account, we also help promote our premium Bandai site, which is sort of our Japanese import export um, okay. portal, right? So that if fans want to buy Japanese product, um, we have limited quantities that we can produce for them, right? So what the DIM card is, it's kind of like a little USB <clears throat> that has a Digimon character in it. Um, because in Japan, um, they have a product that is sort of like a, it's a wearable device that fits on your wrist that, um, senses your motion. And then when you move your Digimon trains, right? So kind of like a Fitbit and a Digimon device combined together. And these DIM cards are additional characters you can insert into your device. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. That's taking Pokemon Go to the next level. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's been out since I think like um, May or June in, in Japan. Um, and we, I think on, on the premium Bandai site, we've, you know, we've sold out pretty, pretty quickly. We only have a small quantity, but we like to see what's sort of like how uh, U.S. audiences will will uh, embrace, you know, imported product. So um, it looks promising. And then the uh, if you're able to talk about, because I, I remember seeing these at Sweet Sweet. Uh, it wasn't the Demon Slayer ones. I forgot what it was, uh, but I thought it was cool. I got asked if this was something Zoe may be intrigued about. Uh, I think Cass asked me if Zoe might be interested in this. My daughter, the Kara Action Cubes. Uh huh. So the 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 Kara Action Cube is it's made from Rubik's, right? It's like Rubik's cube, right? But imagine that with with a character, right? So imagine kind of like a Funko Pop overall shape, but you can twist it around like a um, like a Rubik's cube, right? And and they come in different characters. There's like um, do I even what if I even have one here somewhere? Maybe I had one. Oh yeah. So uh, I'm holding it up to the camera. So here's one of them right here. So this is like a, this is a Dragon Ball Broly version, and like the head twists around, the body twists around. So it's it's a puzzle. <clears throat> and then when you fix it and you put it back into shape. It's it's the it's the Broly character. Oh wow! It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, so, so there's cool. Dragon Ball, there's Naruto, there's Gundam, um, correction cubes. There's like Hello Kitty correction cubes. There is a Batman correction cube that we have that's going to be doing. So um, it's a neat little uh, partnership that we have with the, with the Rubik's folks. Yeah, I think I saw the Gundam one. I think y'all have one of the Gundam ones on display and uh-huh. the. Uh, I, I remember the Hello Kitty, and I do remember the Dragon Ball Zs. Um, but I want to say, maybe it was Cass, maybe it was someone else mentioned some of the other the anime with with uh, Demon Hunter. I'm like, oh, my mm-hmm. daughter's friends would be all over that because yeah. a bunch of them watch Demon Hunter. She's like, yeah, it's not my thing. I just watch it because when I'm at their place, because they like watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's gotten into Hunter Hunter. Yeah, which, that's a big thing. Yeah. Which they like as well. And uh, I'm like, okay. So, you know, just to see her get into artwork, you know, and part of this, for me, I th- I love how watching the anime has inspired a love of art for her. Um, and she's really wanting to 
pursue more of an art career of some sort in the future. Uh, right now, she wants to she wants to go and be in the art department for NASA or SpaceX. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and I'm like, yeah. But I think eventually too, she may realize. Well, with art, she could possibly get into toy development and design as well. So who knows where where she ends up going as things go along? For all we know, she may be a future uh, Bandai designer. <laughs> that would be cool. Who knows? I got seven more years before she graduates high school, though. So <laughs> I'm not rushing her. I'll I'll just help fuel whatever whatever sparks developing and and what she wants to do mm. try and be a good parent and, and promote that so um getting back to gundam because we we tangent like crazy anything we've missed that should be talked about um so we talked about gundam we talked luminous, about luminous, yeah. all this stuff we talked universe infinity lewis line um touch on correction cube a little bit anime heroes um that's all the stuff that we have going on. I mean, there, there's some new stuff that we're going to be um, having a few uh, announcements probably in the next month or so. But we're still kind of working on, on what that's going to look like. But um, I, I think we've hit the majority of it all. Anything that we could use this episode as an exclusive with? <laughs> wow, you're demanding. Um, yeah, just, you know, the... I, w- I, w- I wouldn't be a podcaster if I didn't ask. <laughs> um, I, 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 and, you, and you know us well enough by now that a question like that's come, you know, eventually going to happen. Yeah, no, I, I, I respect that. Um, so what makes this relationship great? <laughs> as far as exclusive news that no one else would know. Um, RA-78 is going to change from white to purple. <laughs> well, I mean, there's... I mean, having a, a deco change and an action figure like that—that—that's a foregone conclusion. Like that'll always happen, right? If, right? if there's a form of a character, right? Like when we made Goku, we knew there were like seven other versions of Goku. We knew we were gonna do them anyway, right? So that's not a secret that's gonna like you know blow the doors off. Um, but what can I? I because I want to keep my job and be uh, on show number four, right? So I'm trying yeah. to balance the exclusivity with with my. Uh, you don't want to kill the golden goose. Um, let me think. See, I, uh, I, I would I would never ask you to do anything that's going to jeopardize a job. Um, I mean, we talked about Digimon X, right? So yep, we talked about yep. that part. Yep. And that comes out, uh, uh, see, September right now. 9th. It's out now? It should be out right now in, in some retailers, really? if, if not already. Okay. Like, yeah, obviously it's on, you know, Amazon and pre-sales like that. Right, right. um, the the glow-in-the-dark Digimon is, is at Walmart now, which is pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to find the purple Digimon X for Zoe. She loves purple. Yeah. Um sheesh. Well, I, I can I can I can say this. I can say that we will start pre-selling two new characters for one piece in the next two weeks. I can't say what the characters are, but there are gonna be two characters that um both core and casual fans will be very happy with. And, and this is the first that this is being it's being announced for the first time here. Yes. Sweet. <laughs> so, so, so you you heard it first here. Yes, there's two new characters in the One Piece line. Um, we're going to be pre-selling them on Amazon and like all the you know hobby retailers. Um, probably in the next couple of weeks, we'll have a probably a press release and just overall announcement. So so check your social. 
follow us on Twitter, all that kind of stuff like that, and then we'll we'll make the announcements like now available, you know, adding to the crew of the Straw Hat Pirates, two great characters who have had relationships with our original three, right? So I'm trying to drop little hints where I can um, without letting the entire cat out of the bag. Uh, is it okay? Uh, I guess. I, I'm still going to ask permission, even though you have announced this for the first time here. Can I take this little clip and go to like headliner app and use this sure. as a tease? Yeah. And I will even link you guys on Instagram. Go heard first here on Weeby Geeks from Bandai. Yep, absolutely. I'm Pre-selling cool a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. And, and you did kind of mention that earlier in the show, but <laughs> to, to be scooped or to scoop for the first time. All right. This is awesome. This is great. Um, Derek, you got anything else? Because again, as always, we covered a lot with Cisco, and it's been awesome. Yes, indeed. Um, and and he, only- he's going to enjoy our pocketbooks too. Because <laughs> we're we're going to. I see you and I both getting a Infinity and Luminous, a, an Infinity and Luminous figure. Just when yeah, when we do, we're going to have to compare notes on who we got. Mm-hmm. See where our personalities lie, Derek. Yeah, on. Uh- <laughs> Depending on yeah, how it is, I might just get all of them. <laughs> I would love to. It's just I don't have the room. I want to get the ones that speak out to me the most. Just, um, because the prices are so great. I know. I know. I'm just like, oh, I could just get all of them. But uh, before we go, my final thought is um, I'm sure it's probably bugging everybody. So I'll just say earlier when Mike was talking about my Transformers collection, I think the one character that I that I collect, try to collect every version of would probably be Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. I think I did this with you the last time you were here, Cisco. Um, before we go, spin the tables and let you or have you flip the tables on us. Okay. I, I think we did this the last time you were on too. I think so. It, it was fun, and I think we started the tradition because of you. We we did it with with every other guest, every guest we've had since. Yeah, we, we've we've done table flips. Um, let me think. Probably okay. So, um, I would ask you guys this: in in terms of either what you've seen personally or what you've heard whether it's just through what you do or your guests or whatever it is, what are you hearing? And as, and I'm being specific to like anime genre in general, right? We talked that Hunter Hunter and your daughter's watching it and, and we know it's quite on there. Are there any properties? Are there any shows out there that people are talking about a little bit more that we think sort of might be bubbling up to the top? Cause I always like to sort of keep my ear to the ground and, and hear what people are, are hearing the buzz about. Uh, I know f- me personally, um, what I'm hearing more through, I mean, biggest source is my daughter and her friends. Uh-huh. The two big things is Demon Hunter and, or Demon, Demon Slayer, uh-huh. Demon Slayer and Hunter Hunter are the uh-huh. big ones. Yeah. Uh, but I also know too, uh, with my daughter, Studio Ghibli stuff is, okay. uh, yeah. what, because of HBO Max having Studio Ghibli, which I was surprised because I, I thought Disney had a hand in that for a while. I thought they were under our umbrella. Since I work for Disney, I say I, I, I say it like I'm part owner of Disney. Um, <laughs> I thought it was under the Disney umbrella for a while, um, which I think there was a partnership briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know Studio Ghibli is big with her because she loves Kiki's. Uh, delivery service and she loves uh, some of the others. Um, 
But that Hunter Hunter and Demon Slayer is what I've been seeing and hearing about most. Okay. So How'd you, Derek? I think um, one of the cool things that I've been hearing some some people talk about is the um, the Netflix anime series that are have been coming out. Um, you know, there's like of course Castlevania, but there's a few right. other ones as well. But like the original um, anime that they're making themselves, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of those are kind of are are, uh, are interesting. I think uh, I think they I think uh, you might want to not ignore them. <laughs> okay. What? No, that, that that's good because I mean a lot of times, right? Like I'm in this ivory tower and I'm surrounded by anime, and so I dig deep, right? And sometimes I can't see the forest for the trees, so I like to kind of go up to periscope depth every once in a while and just make sure I'm in the right place. Well, the the other one for me has been, um, and, and I own almost all the TV episodes for it. Um, and I was excited when it came out on Netflix and I've been watching it is Ultraman. I'm really mm-hmm. digging the Netflix Ultraman series. Okay. I know Ultraman has really ma- been making waves recently. Um, Mill Creek Entertainment's been putting out a lot of box sets of all the different uh, different um, generations of Ultraman. I've been in hog heaven. Like, mm-hmm. All this existed? Really? Cool. Because I remember they were Ultra Q and Ultraman as a kid. And, and uh, now they Marvel Comics. Yeah, the Marvel Comics is great Ultraman. too. Yeah. And even Mego did an Ultraman doll, which I, I saw a picture. I'm like, where was this and why did I not see it to get it? Um so I would I would add Ultraman to my list as well. Uh okay. the ne- the Netflix Ultraman series. Yep. So um I, I'm really first few episodes was hard for me to get to get through. Um about episode near the end of three into four it really i i got hooked and um i think by that point it it was just me just being slow realizing where they were going with the story and once it clicked i'm like oh okay now i'm not having to search for the story i can enjoy the story Mm -hmm. and and i'm loving it so yeah absolutely digging it so yeah that's that's where i would go or that's what i'm hearing or, or saying so awesome um if that's that's it. Thank you again for coming on. Oh, I I, I enjoy talking to you guys. I'm I'm, I'm I am honored to uh, rise to number three faster than any person in the history of ever. So that's that's kind of cool. And hopefully, when stuff pops up around Bandai, you're hopefully we're a topic of we need to get these over to the guys at Weeby Geeks. Chat with them. Yeah. Well, uh, we, we, we enjoy uh, chatting with you guys. Yeah, we I enjoy it too, and uh, you know, thank you to you guys and all your fans um, because that's that's without you guys and without your fans, like we're just sitting around playing with toys, right? So um, I'm glad that we can continually um, touch base and, and talk shop, and and I can let you know what's going on on my side, and you can let me know what what you're what you're seeing on your end. Well, like we say, our door is always open. Uh, anytime uh, now with the Star Wars start of the Star Wars stuff that opens up another show to go to yeah. so hopefully more Star Wars license comes down down the pike next would be Marvel <laughs> we shall see and there's been some great Marvel anime yeah. in the past Marvel yeah, Discourse right. is great mm. love Discourse all 52 I watched all 52 episodes that that was that was a fun show that was a roller coaster of a show. But uh thank you again, Cisco, for coming on. Uh it was great. When the site's up, go check out bandai.com. <laughs> uh, I texted our IT guy and be like, What's going on? 
So we got so many viewers as a result of this podcast. It crashed our website. That'll that'll be the official story. How about that? Official story. We said we're having <laughs> band. Good, yeah. We're having yeah. Cisco from Bandai on, and it crashed the site. Yeah. Uh, but you still could go to Bandai America on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, exactly. I would say Facebook, but I don't know how well Facebook does for you guys. It doesn't do what it doesn't do much for us. Oh. Yeah, we get we get a pretty good we get a pretty good mix, but obviously by the by the time you know people are, I mean it's uh, September third, so I would hope to God that by the time this thing airs, <laughs> our website will be up again. So it, it should uh, be. Um, but yeah, <laughs> check out Bandai.com. Some great stuff there. Um, Bandai America on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. As Cisco said, Facebook does great for them. May have to bug him later for his secrets on how to make Facebook work. Um, uh, be a toy company. What's that? It said be a famous toy company. Well, that too. Uh, Twitch? No. Almost. TikTok. Soon. We're, we're, th- we're thinking about it. We just want to make sure we do it the right way. Uh, of course, you heard the exclusive announcement. Two new One Piece figures coming for pre-order in couple weeks yep. so excited for that and on that note hopefully we didn't have have you guys i am so tongue-tied hopefully <laughs> this episode didn't leave you guys asking want to know more So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. I'm El Capitano!